That leads us into right now uh, the Steelers of uh, training camp right now. Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Ben Rosberger. I mean, you can pretty much say right now, I mean, look at, I mean, his career giving him his flowers. I mean, two-time Super Bowl champion. Six-time Pro Bowler. Never won a league MVP, yet alone a Super Bowl MVP. But in all his uh, 17 seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, when when you think about it, I mean, two Super Bowl appearances, I mean, for this guy. And and just, just really, at the end of the day, I think arguably and clearly the biggest game changer for this franchise when they went through all through 20 years from Terry Bradshaw to Big Ben Roethlisberger and not having a legit franchise quarterback. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, listen, I mean, we're, we're hearing a lot of stuff going into it right now. Make sure the offensive line is on track and see how comfortable Ben is going to feel in that regard. How's he going to feel working with that group, making the necessary plays to throw the ball deep? And yet alone, I mean, how much balance is going to be in here? How much is Ben Roethlisberger going to have so much of a say where he feels comfortable running this play through, I mean, Matt Canada allowing him to have approval and input. And, of course, right now, I mean, you got the guy right now in Najee Harris who a lot of signs have been pointing to him to be uh, coming over to the Steel City, and here we are. Seems to be bringing in a nice little attitude and work ethic uh, that seems to be exciting about. And we'll see what happens. Because uh, personally, I, I got to tell you, I mean, right now, I, I, I will say this. I mean, uh, for, for the most part, I mean, when you look at Ben Rosper, who's been in the playoffs 11 times and everything... I mean, for his time with the Steelers. Also, a 13-9 uh, uh, record in the playoffs. And uh, here we go right now. This more likely will be his last uh, crack. A legitimate run. And then, and then you got guys waiting in the wings right now, too. Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins. Still not sure how the future is going to look with them trying to succeed Ben Roethlisberger. So you got those storylines, I mean, right there too. I mean, going into it. And uh, pretty much uh, right now, uh, when we uh, look at the, the training camp schedule right now, which is going to be at Heinz Field, for the second straight year. Biggest difference is fans will be able to be in attendance. They could get uh, free tickets, uh, mobile tickets for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, website, which uh, you can click on the link 
But uh, here right now is the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, training camp uh, schedule uh, for this season, as will be uh, as will be open to the public for fans coming in at Heinz Field for the most part. And this is what we have right now. So uh, training camp will has already begun today at one thirty. No, it'll be beginning next week, excuse me, next week, next Wednesday, uh, July 28th at 1.30 p.m. And then Thursday, July 29th. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday of next week, J J July 28th, 29th, and the 31st will be each at 1.30 p.m. Then the following week, which will be beginning of August, you got August 2nd, August 3rd, August 7th, uh, which will each be at 1.30. Then the next week, August 8th, August 9th, August 10th, and August 14th, 1.30 p.m. practices. And the final two, August 17th, which will be a Tuesday at 12.15 p.m. And then August 18th, which will be a Wednesday at 12 p.m., all at Heinz Field. And you know what? I mean, the, the crazy thing is, too, I, I think one of the top, I mean, headlines going into this I mean, with the barrage of retirements lately. I mean, starting at the end of last season, Ramon Foster, I mean, he announced, I mean, his retirement from the Steelers and the NFL. He is now on a uh, radio uh, host right now in Tennessee. I mean, having a, a great post-football career. Marquis Pouncey, he pretty much announced his retirement at the end of this season. Followed by Vance McDonald. Then also uh, to Vince Williams right now. I mean, for this season. So you got four within the last year and a half. I mean, gone. And we're going to get to Vince Williams a little bit later on. But I'd like to, uh, for all you Steeler fans right now, Steeler Nation, uh, start gathering your thoughts right now. I mean, the concern. I want to hear your emphasis right now on what do you feel the inside linebacker position will be. How pivotal is that going to be as we uh, get more so into the grind of this season? I mean, basically. Uh, because right now, I mean, when you, when you look at how tough their schedule is going to be going into it, Aside from that, uh, and from everything going in right now, I mean, for for the most part, like I said, the Steelers, I mean, who are going to be opening up on the road against the Buffalo Bills, I mean, that's a noon game. As we mentioned, this year they're going to be facing the NFC North and the AFC West. With their additional opponents being the Buffalo Bills, the Tennessee Titans, and then your eyeball matchup for that 17th game. The team who finished with an identical record of the Pittsburgh Steelers, which would be the Seattle Seahawks. And that game was slated uh, for Sunday Night Football on October 17th. And, and I, gotta, I gotta believe right there, when I look at that game, I gotta believe that's the game right there that 
Ben Rosper has definitely got to be psyched up for just as much. Just knowing the fact that his in that g- game at the end of the first half is where he has injury to his uh, throwing elbow and he was done for the season. And this was in the second game of the regular season of the 2019 campaign. And it's definitely been a long road back for Ben Rosberger. I mean, when you, when you think about it, who's actually playing with through an injured shoulder last couple of seasons. Many people are still speculating right now and wondering if the Steelers are going to hit hit with any fines or probably a forfeiture of uh, draft picks uh, for this season. I'm not so sure about that. Haven't heard anything yet. But, I mean, I think that, that's got to be a topic right there. I mean, just Ben Rosberger. How does he do with the offense line? I think the offense line is definitely number one. As far as, like, uh, training camp headlines. Because that, that's just got to be highly emphasis. How well they're communicating. Making Ben Rosberger comfortable. Uh, number two, I would also say in the offseason headlines right now. Devin Bush right now. A guy who's coming off of knee surgery. Barely trying to get himself back in game shape. But then there's been a little bit of like awkward tweets on social media. That's been drawing some weird attention. Uh, Devin Bush right now, I mean, he's it's funny how he criticized anyone uh, being on TikTok or social media. To kind of like stay back. I mean, stay away from me. But yet, he's the guy who, on the 4th of July, is retweeting a video of a cat being thrown from nine stories high and eventually to its death. You know, and just create enough of a stir, too, for Cam Hayward to step in there and uh, pretty much tell him to, like, uh, chill it down a little bit. And, I mean, I mean, the last thing I think we all learned, too, I mean, going into this, and I know the Steelers locker room, they broke code three years ago with Le'Veon Bell, but at the same time, too, I mean, like they say in life, I mean, any type of reaction, I mean, any type of action causes a reaction, if you will. And, and that's how you got to be careful with that. And I'm just uh, really uh, just uh, curious right now as uh, we look at it. I mean, it's just it's it's just right now. I, I think the last thing we need to see is guys putting themselves out there in an awkward position. We do realize a lot of these athletes are getting paid extra money to be uh, getting extra followers or retweeting some stuff. I mean, we'll see. But, I mean, a lot of it, too, I mean, for the most part, I I, I just, I, I think they realize right now how huge the season is right now. 
I mean, uh, and also for a guy like Cam Hayward, who's going into his 11th season. And, uh, I mean, for the cool part, too, I mean, he was a guy who was able to get his deal, I mean, the week before the start of the season. I mean, I would say after that, I mean, with Devin Bush, his activity, see if he's going to be mentally in the right frame of mind when it comes time for the regular season, kind of keep it in limbo. But also, too, I would also have to say three, I would have to go with Najee Harris. How is he going to be doing right now as a as a running back for this team? Is he going to be that guy, that it factor for them? I mean, to really bring back that Steelers football. But not just the Steelers football that we all love and know. But in today's game... Where you're seeing guys with decent amount of scrimmage yards, all-purpose yards, but just doing the, everything they can to help out as a blocker, a receiver, and be so dynamic. And I'm just wondering because I mean, right now, I mean, you, I mean, I mean, you look at some of the other stuff too. I remember Dejan Kavakovic uh, not too long ago, well, a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was uh, making a reference, a report on one of the Steelers' offensive linemen. And uh, right now, what, when you look at it, I mean, the Steelers' offensive uh, line, for the most part, which was uh, Kevin Dotson, I guess he appeared to come in a bit out of shape. And out of shape meaning... He put on a little bit more, too much muscle mass than he did slimming down to make himself quicker to help out on these blocks. And, and, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure how, how that's going to fit in. But, I mean, offensive line, it, it's just, it's so pivotal right now that they figure this out. I, I think Ben Rosper, if anything, listen, I mean, he's he's been doing this a long time. Of course, as you know, when we see Ben Rosper, I mean, just slow down. I mean, he slows down. I mean, there, there's been some people around me who actually felt they saw the end was pretty much near for this guy real soon for the most part. And we'll we'll find out for the most part. So that, that that's where I'll look at. I'll look at Najee Harris. I mean, coupling with the fact with the offensive line. Also, too, I'll also mention the contract extension of T.J. Watt. I mean, we're getting we're getting closer right now. I mean, to that uh, day uh, being determined for that. I mean, how much is is there going to be any assurance that he'll finally be he'll be uh, secured in a nice uh, four five year deal with the Steelers 
that could command anywhere on average from 25 to 30 million dollars. So when we uh, truly uh, look at the contract position right now, as far as like average per year right now, these are like uh, the top uh, edge players right now. They're getting uh, paid. You got Joey Bosa right now, number one, with an annual average of $27 million, followed by Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns at 25. Cleo Mack is third on the list with 23 and a half. Then you got Demarcus Lawrence of the Cowboys at $21 million. Then fifth on the list, you got Frank, I mean, you you got Frank Clark of the Chiefs at 20, $20.8 million. So, I mean, where, where's TJ Watt? I mean, I mean, when you when you really look at it, I mean, clearly, I think the numbers are definitely better than either of those guys combined right there. I mean, when you look at Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Cleo Mack, my question is right now, I mean, with him and his agent and then dealing with the Steelers right now, I mean, are they going to put more emphasis that he's at least definitely way better than Miles Garrett? I mean, if he doesn't get paid more than Joey Bosa or they give a fair amount, I'm going I'm to make a prediction. I'll probably say, if, if anything, average. Give it like around 27 and a half, close to $28 million. If not, $27 million at the minimum. Uh, tied with Joey Bosa. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to reward this guy. And I, and I think they will. I, I, just, I just get a little antsy right now. I mean, there, there ain't no other move to make. But TJ Watt at this point. And uh, speaking of linebackers right now, let's go a little bit. And we're, and we're talking on edge right now. Melvin Ingram right now signing a one-year $4 million contract uh, two days ago uh, with the Steelers. He spent the last nine seasons with the Chargers, making three Pro Bowls from 2017 through 2019. He had two double-digit sacks in 2000. From in 2015 through 2017, no, in 2015 and 2017, each with 10.5 sacks in those years. And he was placed on IR uh, last season due to a knee injury back on September 26th and November 27th. And I heard uh, one person from 937 The Fan was actually thinking that they may have Kevin Green on their hand, the way they look at it. I mean, when he, he came over to the Steelers uh, back in 1993. I mean, when you look at uh, Kevin Green, who uh, joined the Black and Gold, it was part of that Blitzburg defense. I re remember uh, when he came over to the Steelers, he was 31 years old at the time, 30, 31 years old. He was already in his 30s. Had three good seasons, I mean, in those years. I mean, when you uh, think about it, I mean, 35 and a half sacks in those three seasons. It was definitely a big contributor in helping the Steelers get back to the Super Bowl, despite losing to the, the Dallas Cowboys 
team in the 90s at that time. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, right now, I mean, the, the thing that is in question right now uh, with uh, Melvin Ingram was his knee injury. And where he was placed on IR twice last season. Uh, back on September 26th, and then, of course, November 27th uh, was the last time he was placed. Done for the season at that point. I mean, Melvin Ingram, in uh, his uh, career right now, I mean, with the Chargers, I mean, you look at everything else. I mean, this guy seems to be good as advertised right now. Just staying healthy is the key thing right now. I mean, when he is healthy, I mean, I mean, the things I'm looking at right now, too, is like the quarterback hits he could do right now. Big. I mean, we already mentioned he's a three-time Pro Bowler. How does Keith Butler get a little creative in that defense? And is this going to be any pressure at all on Alex Highsmith? I mean, Alex Highsmith, I think, uh, did decent. For the Steelers. But to be honest with you too. I think uh, Highsmith at the end of the day. Right now when you really think about it. He was able to like, uh, do his job. But I don't think they were as impactful as what you would have with Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree who by the way. I mean when you look at how he was heating up. I mean especially the last uh, two seasons when with the Steelers. Despite not getting a deal, I mean, he 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 did a lot uh, for this team. And I, I mean, it's uh, it's sickening to see he's no longer with the team. I mean, it's pretty much uh, moved on. But, I mean, I mean, Bud Dupree, I mean, he's going to be with the Titans, which the Steelers will be seeing in the season. I mean, late, that'll be uh, back in December. They'll be uh, seeing the Tennessee uh, Titans on December 19th. Uh, for those of you uh, tuning on Instagram, I'm going to go ahead and cut out right now. Uh, just going a little bit low here on the battery level for right now. But for right now, like I said, just uh, please uh, let me know what you think. What do you guys think of the Melvin Ingram uh, signing right now? Do you believe this puts a little bit more competition on a guy? Like uh, Alex Highsmith right now. Going into the scene. Into the season. Uh, if anything, uh, let's wait and see. I mean, the, be the beautiful thing about it is, too, the Steelers are going to have at least uh, plenty of preseason games to determine that uh, for this season. 
It's not like going to be like where last year where a lot of things were be decided in tr training camp or one-on-one -on -one matchups. I, I, I expect Melvin Ingram to definitely be a nice insurance policy for this team. For definitely uh, per, per purposes going into it. According to Mark Cabolia of the Athletic, if the Steelers do get a healthy Ingram, it's a tremendous sign that he fits perfectly into what they want and ask their outside linebackers to do. His ability to play both sides, set the edge in the run game, and even able to play that rover position is invaluable. For $4 million, uh, for which he signed to one year $4 million, it's a steal, and quote, according to Mark Cabolia. And hopefully that'll be the case. I mean... And see if he can play inside right now because then you also got to look at too. You got to look a little harder in the mirror right now. Speaking of Vince uh, Williams right now, who has announced his retirement. I mean, when you uh, truly uh, think about it, I mean, is Robert Splane gonna be ready to be that guy? Remember, I mean, he had uh, two sacks. I mean, this year. I mean, for the team. And uh, Robert Spillane, who I think did uh, tremendous this year, I mean, filling in, 45 uh, total tackles. I mean, the highlight of the year is be the pick six he had against the uh, Baltimore Ravens back on November 1st in Baltimore right there, and where the Steelers eventually swept the Ravens. And that was the first score of the game, uh, was a pick six by Robert Spillane. But remember, he was uh, placed on injured reserve on uh, be the day before the Buffalo Bills game on Sunday Night Football. And he didn't come back until the playoffs. And even in the playoffs, too, just in there, uh, poor performance, if you ask me. Uh, having only nine total tackles, six solo I mean, the, that playoff game against the Browns, I mean, the defense could not make tackles to save their life, if you ask me. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. And it was just a true uh, embarrassment of riches right there. But you also just saw the Browns just laying out years of frustration of the same old Browns talk. I, after all the years when they were not playing football in Cleveland... I mean, for those three seasons and, and where they didn't have no football team and just watching the Ravens come into the picture on technicality. I got I to believe I, I, I like the signing right now. Let's just wait and see how it turns out. I'll probably give it a C-plus for right now. I got to see what he does more with the Steelers side of it. I'll give it a C-plus for right now. So also give us some more uh, topics, too. Uh, staying on Vince Williams right now, uh, Kevin Colbert had this to say on Vince Williams. Uh, he was saying he notified us today that he will retire from the game of football, according to uh, Kevin Colbert. We respect his decision and want to thank him for his time 
with us as he consistently showed great character and leadership in addition to the contributions on the field. We wish Vincent his family all the best. Uh, he did put out on Twitter that I lost $3 million, but I found Jesus. And to be honest, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going I'm to miss him big time. I, I think, if anything, he was definitely a good third down stopper, a guy who come off the bench, whatever. Or if he started at all, definitely made some key sacks. I mean, made some uh, key stops. And to be uh, done after uh, eight seasons right now, it's uh, really disappointing to see uh, come to an end. Because remember, this guy was released in the offseason, only to come back temporarily back in March. Thought he was going to have at least one more, uh, one more go. Ended up proving not to be the case. He instead... Besides retire. And I'm not sure how much, like, was there any, like, communication, like, his uh, usage was going to be. Because when you look at uh, his usage right now, I mean, like, his uh, snaps and everything. I mean, with Vince Williams, who gave everything he had to the Steelers, especially on the defense... I mean, uh, Vince Williams right now... When you, when you truly think about it, I mean, he's, I mean, he was in 14 games. He started 8 of 14 games back in 2019. Only having the two and a half sacks. Had three sacks in 2020. But, I mean, you look at, like, the drop, I mean, the drop-off just, I mean, he, he, he had, like, a decent number of snaps last season. 671 snaps, 65% of them. I mean, his most snaps he took in the season was back in 2017. And that year where the defense was uh, clicking and doing everything they could. I mean, he has a uh, career best in sacks in that year with eight. He also had uh, career highs also in solo tackles and total tackles with 89 total tackles. Also, career high. I mean, his second best in tackles for loss, which was 11. And his career high in quarterback hits were 14. So, those are the things you'll be losing with a guy with Vince Williams. I mean, just, just coming off the bench, or just uh, however he's got to be a nice little gap filler. I mean, for a former six round pick, 206 overall, he played in 121 games. Started at least over half his uh, games with 69 starts. 444 total tackles, which included 48 tackles for loss. 43 quarterback hits, 20 and a half sacks, 5 passes defense, 5 fumble recoveries, and 2 interceptions, including 1 return for a touchdown. Pretty darn decent. But right now, like I said, the question is going to be right now, I mean, with Bush returning from injury right now, you got... Uh, Robert Splane up on the horizon, coupled with the fact that they also drafted uh, inside linebacker Buddy Johnson in the fourth round, and they have Ulysses Gilbert and Marcus Allen returning as well. Marcus Allen, I think, is going to be the in intriguing one, if you ask me. I mean, for a guy right now who, when, when you truly look at what, I mean, he could do... 
and how much uh, he's going to like mean to this defense as far as like this year. Guy who's uh, drafted in the fifth round. I mean, pretty much played most of his career as a safety. Now he's going to be, uh, of course, having to add on just a little bit of extra weight. I mean, being on the depth chart right now at linebacker, let's see how that pays off. But Vince Williams, I just want to just say uh, congratulations at the end of the day, my man. Uh, definitely uh, deserve it, the retirement. Thank you for all your contributions and everything that you've done. Once again, if you guys want to follow my social media, you definitely know his handle right there it is at VinnyVinnyVici98. So let's segue right now. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Two and a half weeks away in Canton, Ohio. I mean, for the Steelers, uh, inductees going into Canton. I mean, of course, I mean, it's going to be highlighted by Troy Palomar, who's the only one out of the four Steelers players. I mean, out of the four Steelers players and coaches who made it in in his first year of eligibility. Then, of course, you got head coach Bill Cower. Former uh, safety of the 1970 Steel Curtain, Donnie Shell. Then you got guard and center and tackle, Alan Fanica. I mean, finally uh, receiving the knock. I mean, to uh, break through and uh, get in there. Gets in on his sixth attempt. Personally, should have been in a lot sooner. But, I mean, when you look at a guy, especially like an Alan Fanico, who was definitely well-respected, I mean, in his game. I mean, just what more can you ask for with a guy? I mean, a guy who's been nine Pro Bowls, six All-Pros, All-Decade team in the 2000s. But nonetheless, gets in. I mean, a guy who's uh, definitely had to deal with a lot of uh, issues. I mean, in the head area. I mean, this guy's definitely been through a lot of adversity. I mean, for the most part. If you ask me. I mean, going through a lot of seizures he had to, he had to deal with was still able to maintain his focus. So I want to ask you, who do you look forward to the most? Uh, let's just recap. I mean, you got Bill Cower. He's going to be presented by Art Rooney. And then you're going to be having, for uh, Troy Palomao, he'll be presented by uh, Dick LeBeau. Let's see about Donnie uh, Show. Uh, for uh, Donnie Shell, I mean, uh, going in uh, this year, he's going to have uh, Nicole Shell, uh, his daughter. He's going to be presented by his daughter, April Nicole Shell. So she's going to present her uh, dad going in the Hall of Fame. And then you're going to be having Alan Fanica being presented by Heinz Ward.
So all those four candidates right there from Troy Palomaro, Bill Cower, Donnie Shell, and Alan Fanco, which dealer are you going to look forward to hearing the most? Their Hall of Fame speech. And finally, seeing their bus being unveiled on August 7th through August 8th. The class 2020 will be on August uh, 7th. And then you'll be having the Hall of Fame class of 2021 uh, go in on uh, Sunday, August 8th uh, for that. And just give everyone a heads up uh, for the, the lineup of uh, players that will be of the people who will be enshrined in Canton on August 7th for the 2020 class. Uh, this is who we have going down. We're going to be having Harold Carmichael of the Eagles and Cowboys. Uh, he was a tight end and wide receiver. There you have uh, Jimbo Covert, left tackle of the 85 Bears uh, Super Bowl shuffling crew. He'll be going in. Also, we'll be having uh, former uh, free safety kick return and punt return, Cliff Harris. He'll be enshrined of the Cowboys, who won two Super Bowls, six Pro Bowls, three All-Pros. Donnie Shell, of course. Bill Cowher, Jimmy Johnson, the coaches right there. They'll be enshrined that day. Then you'll be having the guy who, the last commissioner before Project Dell, Paul Tagliabu. Now, Paul Tagliabue, I think that's going to be an interesting one right there, too, to see get in. I mean, Paul Tagliabue, if anything, he did try with NFL Europe, but I think the biggest thing on his legacy was that there was no work stoppages under his watch. I mean, Roger Goodell, I mean, I mean, you could argue the same thing, but Paul Tagliabue, I mean, he was a guy who tried introducing NFL Europe Trying to get the game on an international level. They didn't really have much success there. They did have in the International League for a few seasons. It dropped eventually. But, I mean, Roger Goodell at the end of the day, too, I think uh, he deserves definitely to be in the Hall of Fame as a contributor for this game. I mean, say what you will about the guy, how controversial he was, punishing guys, suspending players or whatever, or contributing to making the game safer. I think Roger Goodell, I think eventually, I mean, he'll definitely be a no-doubt uh, guy. I, I know there's been a lot of frustrations with his handle things, but at the same time, he has definitely made the NFL a safer environment. I mean, he's found a way to get the game driving more on the offensive level, a lot more scoring, a lot more people are liking. I mean, there's still a lot of people who respect defense, but for... Now, sports betting, now you can bet on games, scoring points. But, I mean, let's be honest. Watching a lit-up offense is pretty entertaining these days in the game of football. Period. So, I think Roger Goodell, I think he's definitely going to have a true legacy as far as, like, uh, contributors as it concerns. And then for the 2021 class... You know the main event for that one, that's going to definitely be uh, Peyton Manning right there, uh, former Colt and Denver Bronco, primarily in Indianapolis uh, Colt. For the Hall of Fame uh, class there, uh, outside of Alphanica, it will also be uh, Megatron, Kelvin Johnson, 
who made the six Pro Bowls, three All-Pros, was also a member of the All-Decade team. Despite not winning a Super Bowl, but he was able to help a Lions team when they really needed it most. Uh, being part of two playoff appearances together in the city of Detroit. Retired after the 2015 seasons. He only played nine seasons. John Lynch, he finally gets his moment. Uh, a true safety in this game, if you ask me. I mean, mainly for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that finished out his career uh, with the Denver Broncos. Now, Charles Woodson, this is another good one who I, I liked from a distance a lot of times in his career. I mean, starting off with the Raiders, then going over the Green Bay Packers, where he would eventually win his one only Super Bowl ring. He, he was a member of the Super Bowl team with the Raiders, but the one they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Super Bowl 37. But Charles Woodson, in my opinion, if you ask me, this is a guy who that was not only a savant at getting and taking away the ball, but his toughness, his physical nature, what he could do. I mean, he was just as savvy as any of these guys. They also got another Cowboy in here, too, and Drew Pearson, former wide receiver of the Cowboys, winning a Super Bowl, three Pro Bowler, and three All-Pros. And then you got Tom Flores, congratulations to him, and, that, and that'll be it. So, and for, and for me personally, for the Steelers side of camp, uh, going back to what I asked everybody just now, my favorite Hall of Fame speech, I'm going to have to go with Bill Cowher. And then Troy Palmalu. And then Alan Fanka and Donnie Schell. Bill Cowher, along with Troy Palmalu, those two guys right there were the reasons I ultimately became a diehard Steelers fan. I will definitely argue watching Super Bowl thirteen when I was like in 7th and 8th grade on the ESPN Classic. And then eventually... Uh, yeah, no, ESPN 2, I should say. And then eventually ESPN Classic when they came out in 1998. I, 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 can't, I can't say enough about those guys, but especially Super Bowl 13. I mean, that was the original shootout of Super Bowls and where the league was definitely highly defense in anything. Just love the Steelers and Cowboys rivalry. And speaking of which, they had on NFL Network today about uh, after 7.30 p.m. At, uh, Central Time in Chicago here. And I got I, I didn't get a chance to finish watching that, but, man, it just uh, definitely brought back some great memories. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up right now uh, with fair foul right now. Uh, I know Mike Tambom, he made some uh, headways uh, not too long ago. But ESPN's get up saying that he feels that Ben Rosberg is going to be bad and be benched by the middle of the season. Uh, he he believes he's had a great career with the Jets of 61, who, who, which by the way, he has 61 58 record, which included going the four and three and three playoff appearances, which include two AFC Championship appearances. Which was 0 for 2. I'm going to say foul on that one. I'm not sure if he's going to be benched. I mean, like Arthur Moat said, are we really ready to go back through Mason Rudolph all over again? And, and, and not only that, I mean, Dwayne Haskins. 
sure as hell he's not going to be ready this year. I think if anything, we're going to see how he does in preseason take graduate from there, but I, I, I really can't say that as much. So if anything, uh, foul on that one for sure. I have a hard time envisioning that Mike Tomlin will bench Ben Rosberger, but I think the only way it gets to that point, I think it has to be the players have to speak out. If it starts getting to a point where there's a players only meeting and and let's just say the defense is playing at an all-time high once again somehow. You're showing flashes in your running game, but yet he starts turning the ball over in crucial moments on a consistent basis where they're probably like a game or two under 500. Or, or pretty much, I think in order for him to be benched, they had to be clearly knocked out of the playoffs. Probably like around... And the November going into December around there. If they're clearly eliminated, they have no chance of making the playoffs. Maybe then, but I doubt that'll happen. I mean, with the 17 game season, remember, it's only going to be a winning or a losing season going into this year. Uh, fair or foul topic number two uh, for this edition of the Mount Steel Podcast Melvin Ingram. He will be. Putting pressure on Alex Highsmith. And will win a job on the depth chart of right outside linebacker over Alex Highsmith. I know they already got Cassius Marsh, but come on. I'm not so sure about that, but I want to see more preseason games come out. Thankfully, we're going to see some this season. So I'm going to have to say foul until I see otherwise. I like what he's done with the Chargers. I think he's going to be a, a, a real good fit with this team eventually. But I want to see how he does in a sealer uniform. And that's going to do it for this edition here of the Mount Steel Podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media, on Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, for the Mount Steel Podcast on Twitter is at Mount Steel CGR. And on Instagram, at Mount Steel Nation. So I leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. I got <laughs>